Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Champions League Wednesday preview. Can Liverpool... Can Liverpool achieve yet another comeback over Real Madrid? Take care of business. Man City, after losing to Leeds United this past weekend, they have to take care of business too against Borussia Dortmund with a 2-1 lead in the first leg. We have Jimmy Conrad, James Benn, Champions League. Wednesday preview begins right now. The pressure continues to mount as the world's top teams compete for soccer's most coveted trophy. The Champions League is down to the final eight and you can stream every match live on Paramount Plus as they cut the field to four teams following this week's second leg of the quarterfinal stage. Don't miss a minute of world-class soccer, including PSG against Bayern Munich and Real Madrid against Liverpool. Paramount Plus, live sports, breaking news and a mountain of entertainment. Go to ParamountPlus.com to try it for free. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Que Golazo Wednesday Champions League preview. It's getting tasty up in here. I can't wait to see what happens. Jimmy Conrad, what's up? What's up, everybody? Very excited to see how things unfold during this match day for the Champions League quarterfinals. Obviously, it's going to determine quite a bit about a couple particular teams who have a lot of things riding on these particular games. 100%. And James Bench looking very flashy. I like that shirt, James Bench. How are you, my friend? I'm very good, thanks. Summer has arrived in the UK. The pubs are open again. Uh, I'm doing this in-between drinking sessions. I love it. Like, like a true Brit. I love it. I love it. Hey, everybody. Welcome Champions League Wednesday preview. Uh, let's get straight into it. Let's do it. Jimmy Conrad, uh, Real Madrid with a very good lead against Liverpool. Obviously, we've just heard news. Sergio Ramos testing positive for COVID, but he wasn't going to play anyway. But Lucas Vasquez, uh, not available. I know that you, uh, you've you got a special relationship with Lucas Vasquez. <laughs> but uh, talk to me about this game. Uh, as Liverpool look for a comeback once again against the Spanish side in the Champions League. Well, I just want to start with a shout out to Liverpool for winning their first home game of the season uh, at Trent Alexander-Arnold's of uh, 2021, I should say. Uh, well done. Trent Alexander-Arnold scoring very, very late. He needed that goal for his own confidence. Uh, very good against Arsenal a couple days later. Not so good against Real Madrid, as James Bench wrote on CBS Sports. A masterclass in what? Bad mistakes, I think you said, James, James Bench. That's uh, so difficult to remember. It is. It is. You do. You write a lot, a lot of words, uh, a lot going through that brain, especially between drinks. So <laughs> what I wanted to say <laughs> was that there are a couple things tactically we can get into about Liverpool that I think could solve a lot of their problems. But every time I get maybe down on Real Madrid or I don't think they have enough to do it, they figure out a way to make it happen. And I think this is where Zinedine Zidane, the manager, is at his best. He really figures out a way to push the right buttons, get the right lineup up there, get get all of his team buying into the tactics. That's not an easy feat as well, especially when you have as many personalities as he does. Uh, so what I find interesting, here's a stat for you guys to, to consider. 
Real Madrid are on a 13-game unbeaten streak. During those 13 games, they have not given up more than one goal. Doesn't matter who's in their back line, have not given up more than one goal in any of those games. They've won 11 of those 13, and the other two have been 1-1 draws. I that that at Liverpool obviously have some world-class talent, and, and all of a sudden they can come out of nowhere. They just haven't come out of nowhere this season. And so when you look at that trend and when you look at how they're playing and when they're coming off a of week of beating Liverpool and nobody thought that they would, and then they beat Barcelona and El Clasico, you, you add that confidence factor into how they're already playing. And I think that makes a big difference. So I'm really going to kind of lay the groundwork for any bo- any betting or odds I'm going to give you. I almost said bods. I think I'm going to make a new word about betting and odds. Bods, everybody. So uh, so that's I'm going I'm, 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 I'm to lay the groundwork there and I want to get your guys' thoughts because maybe it'll influence me in some capacity. All right. Well, uh, James Bench, there was a lot of Real Madrid talk there, rightly so, uh, going doing really well, and rightly so, they have the lead against Liverpool. But we have seen a Jurgen Klopp resurgence every now and again, albeit obviously with a crowd. So Klopp did talk about this. We, we you know, you tweeted it, I believe, uh, even wrote about it. I can't remember, but you do so much content, I can't remember. But he was basically saying, listen, like we can't take. Uh, a comeback for granted, especially we have to create our own atmosphere, et cetera. So talk to us a little bit more about this game, Liverpool specifically. Yeah, I mean, from Liverpool's perspective, he he didn't seem entirely comfortable with a label king comeback kings, but equally he didn't like the idea that Liverpool aren't comeback kings because they are. This will be the five-year anniversary of when they beat Dortmund in the Europa League coming from behind. Um, obviously, it's only a few years since that remarkable uh, night against uh, Barcelona. But look, it feels like a cliche, but you know, that's that's a game where Anfield sucked the ball into the net. It was a game where, you know, 40,000, 50,000 supporters just willed the game to go in one direction and the opponents couldn't. Now, I've been uh, Anfield behind closed doors. I think more so than any ground, it feels vast. The main stand sort of is looming down on these players. The cop doesn't, doesn't feel like the cop. Naturally, it doesn't. There's not you know, thousands of Liverpool supporters there. And that's something they've struggled with. You know, this is a team that's built on intensity in every sense of the word, especially that emotional intensity with their own supporters. And I think, you know, you you see that as well. And look at who the players are that have been struggling. You know, Sadio Mane is as intense as they come. He's as driven, energetic, and he is having, I don't think we talk quite enough about how poor his season has been. You know, 10 goals, uh, his shooting numbers are, are down, even though he has the same quality of shots. He's shooting far more inaccurately, scoring far more infrequently. And I think he's one of those players that kind of reflects all the great qualities of Liverpool. I'm sure he'll come back into the team. Obviously, he was dropped against Aston Villa, but considering they weren't that much better up front, I would think he will come back in. But, and, you know, we can talk about pressing tactics, you know, sorting out, protecting Trent and everything. But I think that, that's what just means I don't quite believe that it's on for Liverpool. Everything is this a Diogo Jota problem, James? Do you think? Is it is this inclusion an, an issue with uh, Sadio Mane and Jimmy? Obviously, feel free to chime in. I think it's a real. I think it's a real problem in that whoever you take out, you're losing one of your two best pressers. Yeah, in the front line, I, you could really you go back and watch Tony Cruz's goal. Interesting that Klopp is like, we didn't really do anything wrong there. I, I mean, mm. you know, Jurgen Klopp knows better than me. But, huh? No, we we know. <laughs> Then Tony Cruz drops to just sort of level with his cent- just in front of his centre-backs, picks up the ball and you can see Jota, I've, I've watched this clip a lot, Jota, Keita, Mane are all within about 15 yards, not so near, but near enough that you could make him worry. None of them press him. None of them get near him. Tony Cruz is just is like, okay. Um, 
and there's 40 yards of space in behind. It is a brilliant pass, but it's like the easiest brilliant pass Tony Cruz is going to play because high line, no pressing, Tony Cruz, you know what's going to come of this. So I think Firmino has to be in this team. It absolutely has to be. He's the first player I'd have on the team sheet. Um, I know that is like the ultimate stats nerd thing to say, isn't it? That it's like, oh, you've got to have Firmino for his pressing. You're going to need someone to score goals. But um, yeah, Jota... No, what I wanted to jump in and say was that when the game tipped in the balance for Liverpool against Arsenal is when they, Firmino started and then Jota came in for Andy Robertson of all people. Mm. I don't know if you have to make that sub per se, but I think there's something there because after Jota came in and they kept all four of those guys in, you had Firmino, Jota, Mane, and Salah all on the fields. They scored three goals in the next 30 minutes and it was done. And and there was only one team on the field and Arsenal had no answers for it. Now, I think Real Madrid will have some answers for it. I'm sure that they've looked at that game in particular because at some point, Liverpool's going to have to press and, and go for it and bring on that extra person that's maybe not Shakiri, who's as cute as a button, by the way. I, you know, I'm a big fan of Shakiri. <laughs> he's in the but, list. He's in the group. He's in the, he's, he's in the cute as a button group, for sure. <laughs> him and him and Papu Gomez. But uh, at Ever Benega, there's a whole bunch of them. But uh, Dax McCarty, if you want to get some MLS left. But... but um, what I find interesting about the play that you bring up about Tony Cruz and Jurgen Klopp saying we didn't do anything wrong. That's for me, it's defending one-on-one. If there's no pressure on the ball, you have to drop off. And I think one of the tactical things that Liverpool could do that would have saved them on those first two goals against Madrid in leg one is just drop off. I'm not asking you to drop off five yards, right? Where it's going to create these other gaps that then Real Madrid can exploit. It's just a yard. It's, 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 it's two yards maybe. And if, if Trent had been back a yard, he would have headed out that ball. They wouldn't have gone to Asensio. If, if Kabak or, or uh, Phillips had been back a yard, right, he would have cut out that pass to Vinicius Jr. over his shoulder. Or, or Trent could have got there as well. So, yeah, I don't, I don't buy what Jurgen Klopp's selling. I think he's protecting his players there, and I respect that. But, but yes, there's obviously a lot of things that those players could have done different. And, and these are really simple fixes. The one thing I will say from an attacking purpose they got to move Casemiro around. They have to figure out a way to get Casemiro to really get out of those gaps so that Jota or Firmino, whoever's playing there, can pick up that ball in a more meaningful way, which will then allow uh, Sané and, and, excuse me, Mane and Salah a uh, time to to actually join the attack with, with some purpose and make some meaningful well, runs. Also, start Thiago Alcantara, maybe, right? That, yeah. that, could be, that could be a solution there. Here's a question for you, because Lu- Lucas Vasquez is not going to play. I did mention it at the beginning. I know he's not naturally a fullback, but he has been doing the job there. And now there's another uh, task that Zinedine Zidane has to do. Uh, so I'm wondering how that's going to look. And by the way, just one quick note. I'm totally about the Anfield thing. Like, you need your crowd, et cetera. But don't tell that to Real Madrid, who have been playing, by the way, in their training stadium because Bernabeu is being under construction. So, like, I, I just I, I think at this point in the season, you got to throw all those crowd arguments out of the way. you just got to go and get the job done. But let me go back to Vasquez. How does Real Madrid deal with this? How does Liverpool handle it James Benz you first is there anything that they can attack there Andy Robertson will he will he have more of a day perhaps uh on Wednesday he might do he's another one though that we just we don't talk about how well we do but he's been off his yeah not as good as he could have been right yeah isn't what it was but yeah you you just you gravitate along that on along that side really I mean I'm with you I'd love to see Tiago in this team actually pressed better than Cater which you kind of thought was why Cater was in the team but yeah, you, you've just got to find the positions to overload. I'm guessing it's a, a sort of not fully fit Odriozola that comes in, who's not great. And that's what you're going to have to do. You're going to have to find anything approximating a weak spot. And that can, you know, that can play into what Jimmy was saying, that then Casemiro gets dragged across 
Perfect. Casemiro is moving into, into the right channel. That space for Mo Salah to attack, that space for mm-hmm. be it Vinaldum or Thiago to, to make late runs. And you've just got you've got to go for broke here because you know, realistically, you can three one. You got three one down. You need three goals, don't you? At least probably, you know, four over the you know, at least three over 120 minutes, but ideally four, I think. Yeah. You know, you're gonna have to go all out on this. Yeah, absolutely. So, Jimmy, uh, add some more here and let's get those betting lines. What, what's going on yeah, here? Yeah, let's do it. So just one quick thought on Odriozola. I thought there was a masterstroke of tactics from Zidane over the weekend against Barcelona when he brought in Fede Valverde and took mm-hmm. out Asensio. And, and I thought Valverde did a very good job partnering with Vasquez to slow down Jordi Alba, who is a huge threat, right? Messi's always looking for him. That's how they create a lot of their width. Ultimately came from that side for their first goal and only goal. I could see potentially Fede Valverde playing there and Zidane just saying, I just need you to play within yourself. I don't need you to bomb forward. I don't need you to run like a maniac around and, and make tackles. I need you to just kind of sit here off the shoulder of Militao, you know, if, if and Modric, and it will help double. And just, just be a good professional for me today for 90 minutes. And let's just get through to the next round and I'll put you back in the middle at some point, <laughs> somewhere else. Yeah. That, I would consider that. Good luck. Zola, good luck saying that. I agree. That I agree. Odrizola Zola is, <laughs> is a risk for me. He, 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 I think he's trying too hard to make plays. And, and when you're a younger player and, and you know, you see that, that Zidane is putting Vasquez in front of, you're the right back. You're like the backup right back. And the, the boss is deciding, I'm going to go with a winger to actually play right back. Cause I don't think you're good enough. You're going to go out there and try to prove yourself every single play. And I think he puts himself at risk and gets pulled out of position. Different conversation. Let's get to the bets. I like Marco Asensio. I think he's going to start this one. I think Valverde will be dropped. Asensio to score anytime plus 280. And I say this because out of his eight Champions League goals that he scored in his career, seven of them have been in the knockout rounds and he scored last round too. He had six shots on goal. I think he's going to find some some way to have success because Liverpool has to bomb forward. And obviously we can make a bigger case or just the same type of case for Vinicius. But the odds are the best for Asensio, who does have a good track record of scoring in knockout round games. I I just want to say this, and I know Lisa's uh, producer is listening. Thiago Alcantara is an absolute maniac when he gets in these games. He's a former Barcelona guy. He hates Real Madrid with his passion, right? I think him getting a yellow at plus 250 is pretty good value. Him getting the first yellow of the game is plus 1100. And Lisa can hear me because she's like my conduit to actually uh, putting legitimate money on this. I'm going to venue 100 bucks because if that hits $1,100 in return, uh, I, I, I'm in on that. I think that is <laughs> tremendous. The guy's, a, he's just, he's just so aggressive. He wants to prove himself as well. I and love, I, Lisa, I love our producer's uh, resume, by the way. She is. Really good she right is. now. Like, uh, you know, uh, exec producer for Kego Lasso, NWSL analyst and helper. Uh, conduit for uh, Jimmy. Conduit. <laughs> <How> <laughs> she's, much my is she getting? she's my fence. She's my fence. Yeah. She's got to take a little cut too. So, so just. But 1100 if you put in a hundred or 10. Yeah, yeah. So if I bet 100, I win 1,100. Or if I bet and t- put 10, I could probably put 20, win 220 if that hits. But then also bet Tiago to get a yellow at 10 and still make my money back if he just gets a yellow. Anyway, we can talk about that later. I like both teams to score and the draw plus 325 for the result. I, I see a 1-1 one, one here. A 1-1 one, one in the second leg, which would obviously take Real Madrid uh, to the semifinals. James Bench, what's your score prediction for this one? Um, I think it was it was a 1-1 one, one, one as well. I... I certainly see Real Madrid scoring. I think that's the thing. And I think if they're, you know, this is being Real Madrid, I think they're, they're good enough to get it early and just make it a gut punch. I think if you can hit that goal in the first half, then it, it will it will just kill Liverpool's momentum. 
I, I, I'm not going back to Anfield here. Very much the opposite. I think this Liverpool team has so much experience of coming back that actually, if it's one nil and or gets and then gets to two nil, or you know, if it's one nil in the 60th minute, they don't need Anfield to believe. They know yeah. what they're capable of doing. Um, but you know that I would I would really not rule this team out. But it's it's just so hard in the end to look at. Nat Phillips and Ozan Kabak and believe that they're going to keep a clean sheet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because the clear, because the clear difference between those other previous games, you had a full or at least almost full squad for Liverpool. This is a different scenario. Three goals for Real Madrid. Uh, when we wrote, uh, when James Mench created the piece for all our predictions and stuff, this was the hardest one for me. Uh, just because I, I don't know exactly where it was going to go. I ended up going with a Liverpool win, 2-1 but Real Madrid still going through on a 4-3 aggregate. Uh, but I could very well see a draw here. You never know. So uh, we'll, we'll, have a, we'll have a think about that one. So make sure that you uh, listen to this, maybe uh, get some betting tips in here and, and maybe put some money in there because Jimmy, Benj, uh, we just gave you some great stuff. All right, listen, when we come back, Man City, can they get the job done against Borussia Dortmund? Que golazo Wednesday, Champions League preview. We'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Kego Lasso Champions League Wednesday preview. Jimmy Conrad, James Benj. We are now talking Manchester City against Borussia Dortmund. Now, Jimmy, right. you know, 2 1, uh, we thought Phil Foden uh, helped escape. Uh, Man City, Pep Guardiola against that one. But then they go and lose against 10-man Leeds United on the weekend. And I don't know anything anymore. Everything is just like, what? Are we going to go back to normalcy for Pep Guardiola? Or is he going to overthink once again? And is Borussia Dortmund going to do something special here? I wanted to state for the record with regard to this game, every time City have lost this season, which hasn't been very often, but every time they've lost the following game, they've won. So they have a really good track record of not feeling too down on themselves, which isn't a big surprise given the incredible amount of talent they have on their team. Dortmund, for me, had a 3-2 results. They beat Stuttgart 3-2. They were down 1-0, so they showed a little pluck. They showed a little fight. But if you give up a goal to Man City, this is going to be really tough to get back into. Very similar to what Ben said about the back line for Liverpool. Madrid probably will score one goal, and that might be enough. And the same for City. It's Dortmund, who gave up two goals to Stuttgart, who give up goals for fun, who give up a ton of goals all the time. Get up, hold off this, this City team and get a clean sheet? I mean, we saw Leeds, I guess, hold on for dear life. I think that was the biggest difference in expected goals of all time. And, and .10, I think, for Leeds, and they scored two. And it was over three, I think, for Man City, if you guys are into the XG stuff. But, but for me, I get worried about a team 
Luis and, and Benj, when, when they're not creating opportunities, like when Liverpool only got one shot on goal against Madrid in leg one, that's cause for concern. You're like, okay, we need to figure out how we're going to get anything going and generate anything of consequence. When I look at what happened against Leeds, they got 29 shots and they just didn't have their finishing boots on. So I'm not ultimately that worried about City. I will say the only thing that gives me pause with regard to them is the fact that they got Chelsea in the FA Cup semifinals on the weekend. And that's something that they're going to have to consider, right? It comes into their Pep Guardiola has got to be thinking, okay, can I roll out everybody? I'm, I'm pretty sure he will. Obviously, this is a meaningful competition. He's never gotten past the quarterfinals before uh, managing City. So he's going to want to get over this hurdle. Chelsea does have an extra day of rest because they're playing uh, the day before in the Champions League. So I don't know, a lot of things to consider. Obviously, Erling Holland's going to get all the hype and all the love, and, and rightfully so. He's been tremendous this season. I thought they did a pretty good job, all things considered, handling him. Ruben Diaz didn't play this weekend. He should be fresh. Holland did, you know. So I, I, I still think City are going to win. I'm, I'm trying to build somewhat of a dramatic narrative here for you guys, but, but uh, I think City's just got, got too much. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's a fair argument. And James Bench, I mean, one of the things that I actually said last week was that Erling Haaland wasn't going to score against Man City last week because they're so good at protecting that box. And you rightly brought up as well Miguel Delaney's excellent independent piece about how his uh, most of his productivity actually is inside the box. I'm wondering if Erling Haaland is going to learn that lesson, right? But the other point here, can we give any injury updates? Is Jaden Sancho available for this one? I don't think so. Um, I'm not. That's a big deal. Yes, that that would be a very big deal. Um, because you saw that Haaland had to do a lot more for himself. He had to fend for himself, and you know we nearly saw. It's interesting that we go. Oh, you know, it's a quiet game. I mean, he did also absolutely decimate Ruben Diaz with one attack in like the 48th minute, where Diaz goes flying to the ground, and it takes a really good bit of goalkeeping from Edison to deny him, and he got the assist. But I just, you know, that. It was a really poor performance by Man City by their own standards. Um, I think people, you know, there's a temptation to say this is Guardiola overcomplicating things. I really like them when they play the strikerless Kevin De Bruyne as a, he's not a false nine. He's like a target man attacking midfielder, but no, he obviously doesn't win any aerial balls because this is City. I like the way they play like that. And I think it's probably their their way of being effective um they just kind of need a bit more from the players around De Bruyne I thought Bernardo had a quite poor game last week Mares it just had one of those Mares games not the ones where he devastates that the the city right um and it was all kind of really down to Phil Foden but that's the thing is I look at this and go that was bad from from City by their own standards worse than they were against Leeds which was just a silly game just absolute silliness um and they they were they were pretty bad by their own standards and they won and they deserve to win. And by the way, it was so weird because they only used one sub. Gabriel Jesus was the only one that came in in that game. And I think it was a lesson where like Guardiola was like, all right, maybe this one was one where I probably needed a number nine. I'm not sure. I really shouldn't have had Bernardo Silva above De Bruyne and Foden and Mares, but they only used one sub, which was kind of remarkable to me. Take it in mind. They have like, you know, a plethora of talent on that bench, Jimmy Conrad. Um, so you still see Man City winning. Will it be as tight, do you think? Or is Borussia Dortmund going to try and maybe make this even more interesting? No, I, I think that uh, for whatever reason, maybe similar to PSG in some ways, that they just bring a different sauce, a different type of gravy and juice to the to the Champions League. And they, they proved that against Sevilla in the previous round. They're like, okay, 
all right, it doesn't matter what their domestic form is. They're still going to come out here and punch, you know? And so I suspect that we'll probably see a little bit of that. I think we'll see a little bit more of a disciplined back four. That said, I just think that possession by death of Man City, that we, we've seen him though, Pep Guardiola, that is, you know, overthink this before. And maybe he got some of his selections wrong with regard to that first leg. But to Benj's point, yeah, maybe they didn't play well, but they still got a result. And that's a sign of a champion for me. I could see them doing that again. And I really like Benj's point of them trying to put this game to bed early and, and trying to score and really putting Dortmund to the sword uh, as quickly as possible to kind of kill their spirit. That said, Dortmund does have some pluckiness to him. And I think Erling Holland could find his way of getting into the back of the net. Obviously, he still has a lot to prove, potentially to future employers here with Manchester City. So with regard to my my bets, I, I like a 2-1 overall. I think it's going to replicate the scoreline. Uh, both teams to score and City to win is plus 185, if I'm not mistaken. Sorry, I just had it up. And uh, 185. I like Kevin De Bruyne to score anytime. He's got five in his last seven. The guy's on fire right now. And I just think he's going to get a couple good looks against this Dortmund back four, back five, whatever they end up playing. That's plus 185 as well. And then I actually wanted to get your guys' thoughts because of there's a, there's a cool, you know, half halftime props, like who wins the first half and second half, or if it's going to be a draw, I could see city winning the first half and then uh, settling for, for a draw in the second half. And they kind of have things under control that pays plus four eighty If that happens, that's pretty good. But, but yeah. if city win the first half, and when, or if they win both halves, that's plus three thirty. That's the favorite in that draw first half. So I don't see a draw in the first half, but if you guys want to consider it, and then City win the second half, that's plus three seventy five. Yeah, well, me and my sis Jenny Chu actually went for the, the same exact prediction on the website. I don't know. I'm probably I'm think I'm drinking the same thing I drank when I predicted three two PSG. <laughs> that's never going to happen again. But I actually think it's going to be Dortmund leading the first half, and then Man City maybe getting something. But I have it as 2-2 here, James Bench, and then Man City going through 4-3 aggregate. I don't know why. I just feel... Is wait, 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 wait. You, gonna... have, you, have, you have Dortmund winning the first half and Man City winning the second half? Yeah, what I have... Well, I mean, just as you're talking, I have Dortmund winning the first half and then Man City coming back. Whatever it is, it ends 2-0. Okay, so that... And then Man City winning on aggregate. Four, All right, Dortmund win first half and City won second half. That's plus 850 on so, William Hill. You know, 10 Dang. bucks, you never know. Why not right? put, put your money behind it? I got uh, I got somebody that could help us with that. <laughs> Get well, that's done. Jimmy, I'm Peru. <laughs> At least a Roman. Jimmy, I'm Peruvian. I have a lot of people. Here. <laughs> <laughs> James Bench, what do you think? Am I crazy? Two all, but Man City go through? Well, yes. I, I mean, I just look at your predictions and go, well, I'm not doing that. And more <laughs> often than not, I am vindicated. Um, well, not last week, James Bench. It's true. And I predicted true. a classical James Bench. Us, and all, us, us, clever, us clever people were all like, oh, Bayern Munich are definitely a much better team. Yeah, but sometimes football's stupid. Um, are you calling me stupid? No, I'm saying football's stupid. <laughs> and like sometimes... <laughs> But yes, he is. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh God. Kindergarten flashback. All right. Uh, James, listen. All right. So tell me your prediction. What do you think? Uh, 2-0 City. I did really struggle because I do believe that like, it only takes one Haaland chance for this whole tie to change. But I still think it's probably just going to be a comfortable City win. Yeah. So you don't see Haaland scoring at all in this, in this two-legger. No, he's gone. He's done. Find me, find done. me a younger Haaland. <laughs> he's he's done. He's peaked. It's done. Haaland's he, done. He's replicating that photo when he's wearing Man City and stuff and sitting on the bench or whatever. Um, all right. Well, you know, go where you think your heart goes, everybody. And well, well where your mind goes, I guess, uh, most importantly. But there you have it. That's our prediction for both games. Listen, 
It's an interesting quarterfinal stage because now we're really getting into it. And I, I, I before you know it, now we're going to get the final. So I wanted to just get quickly your overall predictions is still, do you believe, what's your final still? Jimmy, what, what do you see as the final still? Um, I'm looking at my bracket and it's kind of right, kind of wrong, but what do you see? At this point, I could see Man City versus Real Madrid. I really could. I, I just Madrid figuring out ways. Zidane is. I, I, we should never doubt Zidane, given how much success he's had in, had in this competition. Yeah, and, never again. I'm I done. don't know. I don't know. It's so all over the place. But that's where I'm leaning. Just, just kind of giving current form. Uh, Chelsea obviously could could throw a wrench in that, but, but and then PSG could do could as well. But I think PSG will get in their own way and lose to to Man City. That's what I'm going to say. Oh, really though? Before I go, I just, I just. If I can give a shout out one more time to Tiago Alcantara, can you please get the first yellow card in this upcoming match? That would be amazing. Thank you. <laughs> I'm sure. James Bench, what do you see as your final and your final thoughts? I'm going to refuse to answer that question because oh, you up. are a gutless weasel. <laughs> I will answer it. But I want to back up Jimmy's point here. This is, was my, has been my favorite start of 2021, and I'm annoyed that it's changed. But um, for most of 2021, Tiago Alcantara has led the Premier League in fouls. Annoyingly, he has just been overtaken by the man, the myth, Thomas Suchek, but Jimmy is earning you that easy money with that Tiago bet. I would yeah, it's a, it's a great anyway, bet. Yeah. As for my bracket, uh, I'm I'm still believing in the City Chelsea final. I I predicted from the outset. I think Chelsea's defense is so real. This team are going to be really hard to score against. They're amazing at keeping you just outside. You have to do everything outside the box. They will not let you in. You know they're like bouncers at a nightclub there you're not coming in if your name's not down you're not coming in and the only name down is Edward Mendy they're fantastic I I'm starting to think the only thing that I'm doubting is that Chelsea might actually win this I still think City will win the final but I've got a City Chelsea final yeah well you know what by default because I'm not going to completely claim this but I did say that Chelsea could get to the final when Lampard was around now I, know, we, I remember we, yeah, uh, but, you know, that's neither here nor there. But I also, I had Liverpool in the final in my bracket, so that's done. Real Madrid is, I'm with Jimmy. I think uh, never doubts anything to them. They're, he's just, it's just too ridiculous to how, listen, they could end up going to the Champions League final, uh, winning La Liga, and that's a pretty good, uh, pretty good season for them Amazing. once again. Incredible. Uh, but that's it. That's our Champions League Wednesday preview. I hope you enjoyed it. Make sure that you follow James Bench. On Twitter, read all his content on CBS Sports. Jimmy Conrad on Twitter and uh, Instagram and Twitch. I mean, he's everywhere and we love it. <laughs> uh, Jimmy, thank you, brother. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. James Bench, always a pleasure. Thank you. My pleasure, too. Hey, everybody. I want to thank James Bench and Jimmy Conrad for joining me today. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter, Que Golazo Pod. Follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher. And remember, if you're listening on CBSports.com, go to those other apps because we are right there. Follow us and you'll get all the content every single weekday. We have recaps, weekend previews, and so many more exclusives to come. Have a great, great rest of your week.